As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome to a tardy episode of Patron Spotlight. It's the January issue. We're a little late this month because of the heartbreak in the NFC Championship game, and I fell behind getting stuff out. But this month's winner is Isabel Schneido. Isabel, did I say that right? You did. Good job. <laughs> Good job. I, my my <laughs> pension for butchering names. So Isabel, of course, is a patron, and she donates $5 a month. And if you donate $5 a month, you get in the raffle to be in the patron spotlight where we just thank the, the people that support the show, and we talk to them about saints, and we ask them questions and things. But Isabel, i got to ask you, how are you coping like the rest of Houdat Nation, Saints Nation, with the loss of the NFC Championship game. Even though it's been a while and it's just a sporting event, I I still think about it like five times a day. And I'm not uh, I'm not rage kill somebody mad like I was right after, but I still think about it and it still makes me sad and I get angry. It's like a dull pain. How are you dealing with getting over well, the refs? You know what I you know what I got in the mail today was my um, Roger Goodell clown shirts that I'm going to wear to every single Saints game next year. Okay. Did you get it? Not wearing an NFL jersey. I'm not ever buying that again. No way. (laughs) Just not doing it. All right. So my first reaction to the you know to this horrible devastation was. you know, the day after I found the email addresses of every ticket person in the Saints office and the NFL office, and I wrote them all emails asking them um, for my money back because they had it was a breach of contract that they should have, um, you know, provided. It. You know, uh, it, it's our contract that they provide a you know, a, a fair game and they didn't said, so give me my money back. That's I right. I said. Your ass <laughs> Isabel was exactly. on the warpath. I love it. How long did that and take then, you to do? Was it cathartic? That, did, it, a... did it like cleanse you to feel better to make, to just point that rage at somebody like a handgun and shoot them in the face? You know, for a minute, but I'm still raging. So, uh, you know, I don't think it did too much good. <laughs> I I rage, and this is going to sound weird, I rage about the NFC title loss, obviously, with the refs, and then I I, I think of, like, think of, like, all the things that had to go wrong for the Rams to win, right? The Saints had to lose two tight ends. Um, Dan Arnold had to drop a pass. Um, Like, all these things went wrong for the Saints, and they still would have won if not for the refs. Yeah, And I just... And, and then, see, I, I just think it's all rigged. You know, I just think <laughs> I am totally on the rigged, you know, bandwagon. Because I, I just look at that play again and again, and I'm like, 
that Rams guy, he just came full on into our guy. No, like, oh, I'm going to try not to pretend to be. No, he was full on. I'm sure he had permission to go and do that. He was probably like, yeah, I can go slam the hell out of this dude and nothing's going to happen. I thing is, it's it's such incompetence because they're you see all six of them. They're all staring at it and they don't call. And there's three penalties. On no, it. it's Rick. How can that be? Yeah, it's like there's a point where you they're like the incompetence crosses into conspiracy. I just I. I my oh yeah, thing I'm totally is, a conspiracy theorist. I feel bad because <laughs> like when, think about Pierre Thomas in the San yeah. Francisco game, right? No, that was I... like the end of that game. We lost that game because Pierre Thomas got, you know, a concu- got knocked out and nothing. No there was no penalty. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I mean that that's it. I didn't, you know, we we you think of all the things. I didn't I didn't tie those two together, but like Oh yeah. To me, to me if you time <laughs> look the, the 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 NFC Championship game loss and the the San Francisco loss are the two worst losses in Saints history. I, I put Minnesota last year in a different category because I feel like the Saints won that game and then something weird happened and they weren't allowed to play the next week. Um, so so I, I went to that game. You were at I was in. Game. Yeah, I went to oh Minnesota. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm in between my – because I used to live in Minnesota, so I have friends that are from Minnesota, and they were on my right. And my Saints fans were on my left, and we're holding hands, me and my Saints fans, and we're just like, oh, my God. And it was okay because I just watched, like, 70,000 people have the best moment of their lives, right? (laughs) It it made it not so bad. And it was super fun because you know how we were losing in that first half? Yeah. It was horrible. And so I was, I just kept goading all those Viking fans around me saying, <laughs> it's going to make this loss even worse. We're just, you know, we're just setting you up for the heartache. Just wait, it's coming. And then it sort of almost came, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, we almost beat them. I, so. I mean, it was weird. My, the, the thing that I remember about that game is, is as the game, the ending plays were going on, my wife kept asking me, is it over yet? Is it over? And I'm like, no, no, no. One more play. Just one more play. Oh, and, yeah. Right. And it just it didn't go and and I guess this loss the thing that I feel I, I, I think about if if you just change like one thing even before the penalty at the, for the Rams game if you just change like one thing the Saints would have won if you if you if they score a t- Dan Arnold catches the pass if you know change one thing and then I feel bad because I'm like that that shouldn't have mattered like the ra- the refs screwed them and I'm just reminded of it so. We're working through it, and we're going to have cathartic therapy maybe for uh-huh. patron people. We won't repeat Sorry. it. You're the first one since the loss, so we probably won't do that for every patron. But if people need the therapy and they need to work themselves through it, we're here for you. Um, so, But we want to ask you a question. What is your sort of favorite childhood memory of the Saints, and how have you been a Saints fan your, your entire life? Well, I, I have a – I have a couple, but my first memory was playing basketball in my backyard and listening to the game with my brother. We were playing basketball on the radio, and Tom Dempsey went to kick that field goal, and we were like, what is it? What is it? And then the radio went dead, and there was no sound at all. And we're like, what? 
And then all of a sudden the radio came back on. It was like, it's good, it's good. And, you know, screaming and jumping. I mean, I've been a Saints fan a long time. Yeah, I mean, my my. So apparently thing, all yeah. the radio repair guys around town had a banner day the next day. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of, like, my, my first Saints memory, I think, or my first memory at all is – Walter Payton broke broke the ruck, rushing record, uh, the Jim Brown rushing record against the Saints, and they stopped the game. And professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Did a little celebration for him and I remember Bum Phillips going and shaking his hand so that was my first Saints memory my first game memory really I remember my I made my dad take me to a Bengals game but my first game memories are they beat the Rams when Wade Phillips was the interim coach and they played a game I forget the year it was the year that Eric Dickerson ran for 2,000 yards I listened to it on the radio and the Saints won six to nothing and held him to like 50 yards rushing and I just remember sitting listening on the radio because that was back when the games didn't sell out and they were blacked out right and you had to listen to the radio and like my family just like mocking me because I'm like this little kid just like listening to the radio like riveted and my family's not a sports family so they're like why are you so into the Saints when we are not and it was just this <laughs> weird thing and they can't really explain it right funny like, how well, that worked out for you well yeah it did They're, my mom was like well we would always have Sunday dinner at your grandma because we lived in a duplex, right? And my grandma would cook the, the Sunday dinner. And she's like, well, we would always just put the Saints on, but, like, we weren't watching it. But it's like on Sunday, like, you put the TV on, like, it would be on football, right? Like, there's nothing else on. Oh, yeah. Well, we all the kids in my neighborhood, all we did was play Saints. I mean, all we did, we played football. Somebody was Billy Kilmer. <laughs> somebody was Danny Abramowitz. We were, you know, it, we we were into it. The whole yeah. my whole childhood growing. Yeah, up. and my childhood. I mean, if, childhood Saints fans of a certain age. If you're in the, if you're in the like, f- I'm 43, and you're a woman, so I want you don't have to tell your age. But, um, so, uh, but if we're in that age group of like, a lot of times when you were Saints fans, like kids at school weren't Saints fans. Like I remember when I was a, like Saints fans, even though in New Orleans, like it was like 50 50. Like half the really? kids might be we Saints were fans, all and half Saints the kids fans. might be. Uh, other teams of fans my of teams. neighborhood we were all saints fans we would go and play football in daniel park and we were you know the saints versus whoever we were playing that week 
so we were totally Saints fans. I've been a Saints fan my whole life, I mean, but I'm hard. about to hard. not be because I I just feel like and for you know Kevin's gonna get mad at me for this, but it's like I just think I need to decide that this is like just watching t- you know wrestling that it's just a show. It's fixed. It's and fixed. I can't. So I ha- I go to every game. I have season tickets with nine of my college buddies. We were there, you know, we got our tickets in 2006 and got to see that was our first game together. We've all been watching it ever since. And, you know, I just I just feel like I don't know what to do because I don't want to give the NFL any more money. It's t- it's a tough call, I, and and and, and I, you know, me and Andrew have been having this discussion. We haven't had it so much on the podcast. We've had it on Twitter and just our phone calls that we do with each other during the day, and also well, now we do. We record a phone, one of the phone calls we do every day. We record, and people, if you pay, if they pay seven dollars, right. right? If you pay seven dollars, you get to, you get every phone call during the week. If you pay a dollar or more you get the Wednesday one but we talk a lot and my thing is I worry that I'm like you like the 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 NFC championship game has the loss in the way that the referees either screwed the Saints with incompetence or a conspiracy has that damaged my Saints fan in some way that it's never going to be how it was before I don't know my heart is broken I feel like I am done here Andrew Andrew, and this is a good, Isabel, Andrew tells me that it's going to be okay and that once free agency starts and you start getting rumors about who the Saints are going to sign and what they're going to do, you'll get fired up again. And Well, here's the thing. I'll listen to your podcast and I'll hope that it gets me fired up. But I am not, you know, my inclination, I, you know, I buy, they call me the ticket bitch. I'm in charge of all of my nine people. I coordinate it all. Go 647. That's my section. They're the greatest who that's ever. I'm in 641 um, when I go. I you don't are, go to every well, game anymore. But shout out to, to 647 because yeah. I love my peeps. But that's the thing. It's like, okay, well, I'll just go to party with my 647 friends, right? And not care. But I don't know that that's possible because I care too much. Right. So I I'm like, okay, well, then I'll just buy everybody tickets and I'll sell mine and I'll make money off the NFL and then I'll feel better. Maybe. But but I'm hoping, Isabel, I'm hoping that you I'm hoping that the and this is my thing. And if you if you listen to podcasts, maybe you heard it uh, last week when we did the um, we did the preview for the daily one and it was free for everybody. And you should go back and listen to it. I told everyone that I need the Saints to do the YOLO mega offseason. Yeah, but you ha- you guys are overusing that YOLO. Because <laughs> every year you're like, YOLO, this is I YOLO. Because I, I want it. I, I, but here's I love, the thing. You're I, not going to get it I'm, because I, it's I'm rigged. To it. It's like cocaine. I, 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 I want I want I want big moves it excites me even though you're right it never really happens and I know my head tells me that like the big splashy one move isn't gonna fix it like they need to do like they did last off season where it's like three or four like practical moves like that aren't splashy like that's the way to go right I mean y'all are talking about getting Jimmy Graham back you yeah. know 
I got a Jimmy. I got I got a Jimmy Graham jersey. I got I got my I got my kid a Jimmy Graham jersey in the discount rack. You can wear them again, but I that's the NFL. So like, You're paying the NFL, right? I know it's oh. sad. I, it's it's it it's it, it's a dilemma, but it's a, but it's a hard thing. But I but I feel like, and this is the thing that it it's been it's been terrible for the Saints, and it's it's overall terrible. But I feel like. Our, this show, one of our proudest moments was we did the show the Monday after the NFC Championship. I know. It was and, great. It made me feel so much better. And people were happy with that. And then the next week, we, we, we had a meeting before, and we were like, look – we know everybody's down. We have got to bring more energy, and we've got right. To- the next week was even better, and we were ridiculous. And people were happy, and they thanked us, and we were really proud of those two shows. And people were like, "I can't be. believe you did the show," and I'm like, "We do the show regardless, you know. We did the show during Bounty Gate." During the off season, that's when we started. Which is another NFL. It's another NFL. Look, you're. you're, uh, Normally, I would, I would poo-poo a conspiracy theory, but the Saints, they have too many, too much baggage and too much scars from the NFL. I don't rule out conspiracy with against the Saints because there's there's signs that it could be true. It's just and I hate Goodell so much. And so that's why I'm like. Why should I go YOLO next year? Because it's just going to be the rug ripped out of, you know, under my heart, right? I, I can't take it anymore. Oh, come well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you as we wrap this up. And this has been this has been amazing as well. Thanks for thanks for joining me. We had some connect. We had we had issues where connection. We had just issues where we couldn't get the schedule planned out and. Uh, my whole family uh, got sick over the weekend, and it was my turn to be sick. Now my wife is actually in bed tonight. Ill. Uh, uh, my wife. Wait, that was a question I wanted to ask you. I started listening. Right, I started listening like I never got the first my wife. So I was wondering what that was initially a reference to. That is just – I would just bring – Basically, when we we've been doing this podcast for Jesus, I don't. Me and Kevin started in like '08. Right, so I wasn't there. We were doing it for so long, but for a long time, my wife was a big, huge dolphin fan, and she was into the dolphins. Right. And, and, and and I would bring up the dolphins, and I would talk about them, and I would say my wife, and the guys would say my wife is as a sort of the Borat movie, right? That's sort of a joke. My wife. Um, but as so time's you should on, find the first one. It's a. I, I, we need if we can if we can reach our goal of getting a thousand people a month to donate seven dollars. I can quit my day job and I can be podcaster Saints Extraordinaire full time, and I will hire an assistant, and they will categorize all our archives and then i will have sound bites and best of shows to do but we're so not... people out there <laughs> donate seven dollars a month it's I would, nothing i only need i only need, we only need a thousand people to donate that's nothing you should have ten thousand people giving you you know with the saints fans in this town my yeah. god they so, just don't know it's great it's but you know 
that it was it was really a proud moment that that our community felt great about the shows we did just to make people a little bit better because look look the thing is other fan bases they mocked us the day two days later they wanted to, us to get over it so really the only people we have for the saints is each other and i know that sounds corny or whatever but like we have got to like bond together and get through this shit storm that the nfl dropped on us like because no one else cares and we'll remember it forever forever the 31 other teams they're going to get over it and they're going to be telling us to get over it okay uh, but i think that we have mexico <laughs> i don't know i'm just saying Mexico loves the Saints. I'm just saying. I know well, this to be my, true. My wife is Mexican. <laughs> so. And she is a Miami fan. Okay, well, that shoots that theory. No, she's Mexican, but being that married to a Mexican, I've been thrown in the deep end of Mexican culture. Mexican fans, they love the Cowboys, and they love themselves some Raiders. Really? That, See, all the Mexicans I know are huge Saints fans. Well, it's New Orleans, though. Right, you know, but... New Orleans, though, is a bigger, know, New Orleans is a bigger fan base than they were because to, since 2006. Like, because the Saints, obviously, when you win, you get more fans. But the Saints, because of, I think, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, they have a personality. Their fan base is spread. I would argue that if you took a poll of the biggest fan bases, I would say like the Saints would be ahead of New England. Like New England, as much as they've won, they've sort of stayed in New England, you know? Whereas now when I travel around uh, for work or whatever, I see people in Saints gear. We go to Seattle and, and I'll be wearing a Saint and they'll see people with Saints gear where like I never used to see that even five, six years ago. So the Saints are sort of like a national brand now. Oh, I know. Well, cool. you know what I love is I heard some uh, I heard some other podcast with a woman sports writer that or a podcaster that had gone up north and she was in somewhere, you know, cold, and she had been a Saints beat person, and she said, you know, her whole thing was, oh, you go to the Superdome and they're playing crunk, right? You go to Minnesota and there's a bouncy ball you know, on the lyrics to the song, you know, they're like Minnesota song. It's just hideous. It's like some sort of high that school. It might have been Cat well, Terrell on our podcast. Maybe it Maybe. was. Maybe it might have been her. She's she's a fantastic guy. She by the way, by the way, she is she is a first ballot Hall of Famer as far as NOLA media people that wa- that wasn't afraid to ask really hard questions. Right. Injury questions, and she. I remember being very impressed by her. She 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 told a great story where her old boss at the Times Picayune told her that he expected her to ask these questions, and she said at the time she didn't like it, but she was young and did what she was told, and she thinks that it was to for him to like toughen her up to say, "Hey, young reporter." Uh, go out there and ask these <laughs> tough questions and, and go ask Sean how you feel. But she she did it and <laughs> and 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 I'll say like since she's been gone, the really dicey hard questions they don't they get asked most of the time, but not a hundred percent of the time. And when Cat was there, they got asked 
a hundred percent of the time. So, well, let's. What can we do to bring Cat back? I don't know. She's she's making that ESPN money now. I don't know. She, mm. she might never be coming back. The ta- the ta- oh. I think we we got a Cat's More gone forever. We got a whole. We got a we got to tie Nick Underhill down and keep him in forever because he's gonna and he's keep you guys because I'm, I'm I'm here. <laughs> I think y'all are gonna hit it big. It's <laughs> gonna be I, gone. I gave up. So I gave up my journalism thing. career. I, I I do I do hocus pocus SEO now, uh, and, and the podcast. So, um, but Isabel, um, thanks so much for uh, donating to the show and being such a great guest. Um, I know the people are gonna love this episode with you. Um, and everybody, look. I'm if- super excited to be on. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love you guys. Best cop. I listen to this podcast the minute it comes out. Yeah. Just love you guys. If you want to be like Isabel and be on the show, donate $5 a month and get in the raffle. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow.